We're on. Welcome to the Concurrence Events Podcast. I'm Midas. I'm 15, a.k.a. TFN15. Shalom. And so this is a little podcast we wanted to put together to talk about events that are going on concurrently, simultaneously, at the same time, throughout our country, throughout our world, but events that are linked, that are connected, and ultimately affect the future of not only America, but the world. Right. And uh, yes, if you're wondering, we are a couple of red-blooded Americans, right? (laughs) The last time I checked. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And tonight, what are we titling this tonight? So this is the future of the American citizen. Uh, We're going to be talking about things like the Trump raid, things like the lawsuit against Alex Jones, um, the Anti-Inflation Reduction Act that doesn't actually reduce inflation, all Mm. the things that are currently going on that are going to affect the average American citizen's life for probably the next 10 years, and it's going to not be great. But hopefully, with education, by doing things like this podcast and other things to educate people about what's going on, maybe we can make it a little bit better. Dude, you know, when we talk about the future of the American citizen, and we start just listing off those events, and these are very recent events within the last three weeks or so, um, you're talking about, and some within the last couple of days, uh, we're talking about what feels to me like a bleak future, you know? Uh, and it's so hard not to uh, want to go f- like full dark, uh, like uh, black pill and everything like that. You know, uh, there are ways around all this. And I think the, the point you brought up just now is like educating people, getting people on a, on a page to understand where we're at. Um, is key indeed I think so we go ahead start with probably the alex jones lawsuit um this kind of was in the news for a couple of days and then it kind of disappeared but essentially after all the crazy stuff alex jones said about sandy hook whether you believe it whether you don't uh, alex jones was sued by some of the families from sandy hook and this defamation lawsuit and essentially what it stated was we're suing you because what you said wasn't true and it hurt our feelings Right. I'm simplifying it, but that's essentially what the case of this lawsuit was. And the judge, the the jury, everyone involved is was essentially anti-Alex Jones. And Alex Jones supposedly owes millions of dollars for saying something that hurt someone's feelings, not someone that defamed someone and hurt, hurt their career, or hurt their ability to make money or anything like that, which is normally what these lawsuits are for. It was just he said something that hurt our feelings. So we're going to charge him for speech. Yeah. Um so I think that it, it wouldn't hurt to give the context here. I'm just throwing up a little Alex Jones on the screen here. Um, and this is a New York Times article that, that basically shows that they ordered 45.2 million impunitive damages for, quote unquote, spreading the lie that they helped stage the massacre. So, um, you know, whether I think we have to go back a little bit, first of all, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, you're living under a rock. But um, Alex Jones being, you know, a quote unquote conspiracy theorist. Uh, it's funny, though, all of his conspiracy theories have wound up coming true. Yeah, I'm just waiting uh, for the interdimensional vampires <laughs> to show up. Well, apparently, according to Congress, we just got some news, um, you know, oh, just, yeah, just today. breaking news today that, in fact, in like hidden in some bill or some some pamphlet or some budget or something that there are UFOs. Essentially, yeah. trans like, transdimensional UFOs, transdimensional, whatever that means. And for that to even come out is a whole nother podcast. But 
Alex Jones did say that there were crisis actors on the scene um, of the Sandy Hook massacre. Um, he was pointing out certain inconsistencies, according to him, in the media coverage. Uh, whether or not that's true, uh, it is free speech. Uh, it wasn't defamatory, uh, according, I mean, at least in my humble opinion, but according to this judge, it was. And now they're ordered to pay $42.5 million. So, you know, Midas, I, I don't know, I don't know what your feelings are, but I think this is a dangerous time to set the precedent as, as for one concurrent event with free speech. And it has been for quite some time. I mean, essentially you're saying, yeah, you can be fined. You can be, have legal action against you for just saying something that may not be true and might insult someone. Right. Is it, is it, could you argue what he said was terrible? Right. If, if you could present hundred percent evidence that what Alex Jones said was incorrect, saying that these people who lost their kids were actually faking it and that they're, you know, essentially crisis actors and all this stuff. Yeah. It sounds pretty horrible, but at the same time, he can say that, right. We, I have the right to say all sorts of horrible things about 15 right here. I have the right to say horrible things about the president. I have the right to say horrible things about anyone I want. And you know, if this, this was true after all the crossfire hurricane stuff, Trump could be suing everyone for all the stuff they were saying about him that now is completely substantialist, but yet it seems to be a one-sided sort of a standard. Yeah, um, especially when it comes to the mainstream media. And yes, I'm using that way overused term, but really there is now a defined mainstream media. And it seems like they all went on the attack. Um, you know, just a little bit more on Alex Jones. You know, he was, believe it or not, he was really implemental in getting the former President Trump elected. He had him on his show. Um, they were just firing those meme cannons uh, back in the uh, back in the day. Uh, you know, let's say what was that 2015, 2016 in the, oh, yeah, in the, the, the meme wars, the meme wars. There was a big, huge, massive lead up uh, in the meme wars. Right. Um, I mean, you remember the whole thing with uh, Trump uh, that like smashing everyone in the wrestling ring as a CNN, uh, like destroying CNN. And then like and, and then CNN went after the kid the kid who made the meme who made the meme they hunted him down in front of his house right so you know it this is not normal anymore it's one thing to go to someone's home to ask for comment that's a very normal thing that the media has done all these years but it's a very different thing when you have an organized machine that is um a, like kind of pointing the tip of the spear right at um the enemies of a certain party. And I'm going to say, of course, the Democrat party, because, uh, you know, just a little background on me. I've had 28 years of experience in the media space. Oh, wow. We totally lost Midas. My goodness. Well, I will fill you all in. He's coming back. Um, <clears throat> I have had 28 years of experience in the media space. Here he is. Hold on. We're going to add him back to the stream. Okay. You're back. So, I was just letting the audience know that I've had all this years, all these years in the media space. And being that I have had all these years in the media space, I see firsthand on, on site, how they've been able to manipulate um, stories, right? Like I'll give you the best example. I'll be out on a, on a job and a producer for XYZ network 
um, will say, hey, you know, I need to do a story about ice cream today. Just pulling this out of my butt, okay? And then we need 10 people to comment on whether or not they like ice cream and whether or not um, they, they eat it. Okay, great. And then the job's done. So we go out and we ask people on the street. You've all seen Man on the Street interviews. And they'll say, you know, we've I, I've had this before where we've interviewed people, right? And yeah. people go, you know, they'll go, hey, do you like ice cream? Uh, yes, I love ice cream. Uh, and then seven people out of 10 will go, I love ice cream. And other people go, yeah, no, I'm a more of a cookie guy. I like, or I like cake. And then they'll, and then I'll go to the guy, okay, we got our 10 or 12 people. Are we good? And the guy will, no, no, I need people who hate ice cream. I'm like, well, they don't. They just told you they like it. Well, no, the story is how bad ice cream is for you and how there's this movement against ice cream right now. And then they just fill in the blanks, right? So apply that, extrapolate that out to any other story that you've ever heard. You know what I mean? Um, and in the lead up to the uh, to that 2016 election where that crushing defeat of Hillary, when everyone was expecting her to win, you had Alex Jones firing the meme cannon. So he was public enemy number one and super easy for the MSM to target and destroy. And interestingly, if you put up my screen. Yep, I gotcha. So this is a Bloomberg article from like a week or two ago. Literally saying, like the saying the quieter part aloud, being thrown off social media was supposed to end Alex Jones' career. It made him even richer, right? So they're literally admitting, yes, we wanted him off social media, not because we wanted, you know, he's doing some horrible things. No, we wanted to end his career, right? Yeah. And you're seeing this where they're, where they're talking about, you know, we're talking about Trump or anyone else where many times these people admit it, right? Like the, the Sam Harris thing. Where it's like, oh, it wasn't about you know democracy. It was about what we have to end Trump because he's basically you know Hitler. Or the article in the New Yorker. If I could pull it up, I'll, I'll see if I can find it in a bit. But um, you know, you had the article in the New Yorker a long time ago that said this is how we we meddled with the election. Literally, it yeah, just a Time Magazine article. Was it um, Time? Okay, I thought it was New Yorker. I'll find it. Yeah, you know, so so like quite literally, they said this is exactly how we did uh, meddle with the election, and it was for democracy, which is one of the scariest things. I mean, when you talk about concurrent events, um, and, and it's not just the one thing, right? And that would be the biggest thing: messing and meddling with uh, elections and meddling with democracy, right? Um, doing pointed things like that, but you, you know, that's direct election meddling. That's like sidestepping the voice of the people which is what an election is it's in america it's supposed to be our constitutional republic and representative of screen and i've got the uh yeah the article yeah there it is the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election my god right and, and everyone, they, people have gone over this a hundred times now but the point is they think they're like so grand and great right they're these sorts of people that think they just know what's better for you and if you think differently, oh, you know, oh, that, that poor that poor kid, that poor guy, that poor that poor country bumpkin, he doesn't know any better. We know what's better for him, so we're going to take over and we're going to uh, we're going to control what happens, right. right? And what's funny is they keep on saying democracy. The United States is not a democracy. We're we're by design not a democracy, right? We're a constitutional republic. Thank God we would have right? no ruling principles if we were a democracy. Meaning, uh, what's uh, you know. The, the best way to describe democracy is the old phrase goes is uh, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Yeah. You know? it, it, it'd be just Robespierre and the reign of terror. And honestly, I think we're getting close to that, right? Everyone's talking about civil war. I don't think we're going to see civil war in like the, you know, 
United States Civil War or civil wars with other countries or insurgencies, I think we might even see something closer to like the French Revolution where, you know, and I think we're, we've kind of seen this where people are literally being murdered in the streets, right? We don't have a guillotine, but we have people being killed in the streets, um, just random people, people at their business. And then there's a riot, BLM, Antifa, whatever. And someone gets killed, right? You yeah, but that. the difference is that they're not part of the aristocracy, which is what the French were well, fighting against in their former revolution. But they are. Or, hmm. or I guess it's reverse, right? Because the, the people who are committing these acts are in way are in ways representatives of the aristocracy. That is that, that is, that's what's that funny, is. right? They call themselves the resistance, but yet all all their talking points, everything they support, supported by every major corporation, every mainstream politician, every mainstream media source supports the exact same things they do. Yet somehow they're the resistance, right? Right? Yeah, I mean they're I, the revolutionaries. Well, back to the back to the point of free speech, right? This is this is why that the when the tip of the spear is pointed so directly as it was at Alex Jones, it becomes a very dangerous thing. And and you may say like, well, I don't like Alex Jones, so fuck him, right? But you know, um, you could keep going through that list. Let's say Alex Jones. Let's say. Um, God, I'm gonna go way back into the day now and and date myself. But you're talking about like coast to coast radio or um, any of the millions of different YouTubers that are out there. Maybe even people even, like us. Even recently, like Dan Bongino and it was someone else. Uh, let me find the article that um, that were banned, right, because of the mask thing on YouTube. Like something right. about masks, and yep, now that's yep. been reversed. Right. Um, yeah, right. it was Ron Paul. And Dan Bongino, Rand Paul, I'm sorry, Rand Paul and Dan Bongino were banned from YouTube and because of their mask thing, which now they've changed because, of course, the CDC's changed their guidance, right? But and then that's the craziest thing, right? The past two years, we have seen so much suppression of speech, right? One, obviously, you saw things like the Hunter Biden laptop story, but also so much with all the COVID stuff. Right. right. There was so much fear and you had people pushing for this, being like, no, we should suppress this. Right. Because COVID's scary. And so therefore ba ban all the speech because COVID's scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's the whole that's the whole concurrent event. So you had simultaneously you have Alex Jones being throttled. You have millions of others being thousands and thousands of major players in the game being throttled on youtube noticing they're being shadow banned noticing hey what where's my engagement noticing all these different different uh things and then you know every let's not forget the fact checkers every time you post the words uh you know uh c19 if you guys know what i'm talking about so we don't get banned on our initial run here every time you post it um you have a fact check immediately that sends you to some uh centralized C19 um, data center that gives you mandated uh, government information, government approved uh, speaking yes. points and talking points. And it, that it literally is, is what's a, scary. It, it's honestly very scary because you have all these mainstream companies are essentially colluding with the government to say what is appropriate speech, right? Right. Not. Not, you know, here's this independent thing and they're saying, you know, this isn't actually, um, this isn't actually correct. You know, here are all these doctors. No, no, it's just the government says, the CDC, the government bureaucracy is saying, yeah, no, this isn't okay. You know, this isn't allowed. Kick them off. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to show you an article really quickly here. Um, when not long ago, um, you had the ACLU 
defending the KKK's right to free speech. But now even the ACLU will sit there and chop down, you know, the ability for the Klan to speak or the ability to, for other, you know, not Trump to speak for, or even for Trump to speak. And, and nowhere near has Trump done any said or done anything anywhere near in all fairness, as much as he puts his foot in his own own mouth, uh, you know, he, the man has not done anything near what a Klan or uh, any Nazi faction in the United States or anywhere else in the world has done. Um, unless you, you know, unless you're listening to this from Mars and you think he's he's what everything the mainstream media says he is. I mean, it's a coordinated effort to meddle in one election, not just one. It's now another. And then to deny election results in 2016. You had Hillary Clinton going on and on and on and on on a massive tour saying that she was completely denied the election. Yeah, that it was cheated by the Russians and you had you had and you had tons of democratic senators who and uh, congressmen and stuff who were saying no, we were not going to confirm the votes. Uh you know, we're not going to certify this, all this stuff. Republicans do it. Nope, they are part of the insurrection. My right. favorite my favorite my favorite thing is the um, thing people saying, what, what are you going to do? You know, against the government, which is a bunch of AR-15s, a bunch of you know. Assault, I don't know. Well, weapons, what did the right? Afghans do with cheetahs and AKs? I have no and man dresses. I have no idea. I wonder. Well, but the thing is, then, then I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Let's say air that that wouldn't be enough. Then how is a bunch of unarmed idiots walking into the Capitol an insurrection? Right. Right. And and that's the thing is, the 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 thing the only consistency with the left is that there is no consistency that one of their arguments debunks their other argument. Right, well go they're they're sliding scales and forever shifting goalposts but that's exactly what happens in uh socialist or authoritarian or communist countries, you know, it's just a constant sliding goalpost whatever uh the the regime declares that day becomes law. Um so, you know, are we there quite there yet? I I mean I hate to be a dark cloud, but um, if it wasn't for the fact that people like us exist, that could see through all of this, right? I would say we're completely there. I think that there um, are 74 million people in this country at a minimum. And I would say, I would venture to say even more uh, based on the last election results that are, and that I would say closer to a hundred million. So maybe one third of this country that are, relatively awake. I mean, I think that most people who voted for Donald Trump in the last election, take your feelings about Donald Trump out of the equation. Okay. <clears throat> I think pe most people that voted for Donald Trump in the last election, 100% uh, um, are awake to what's going on because number one, they've been cast as uh, outcasts from society. They've been called deplorables. They've been told that they were wrong, that they they support this. They, they're homophobes. They're Nazis. Um, and two, they see, I mean, if you have eyes and ears and you can see and hear, you can see for yourself what's being done by the mainstream media, what's being done now by arms of the government. And we should talk, probably move on to the FBI raid. But, you know, you could see all this for your own eyes. And then you have a massive regime, a system that's saying, don't believe your lying eyes. This is the way it actually went down. It was an insurrection. Yeah, it's the the whole January 6th thing. I mean, you can see those hearings where they're slandering people. And then, of course, you have um, – I can never remember the guy's name. But the he's guy no, said, he said, let's go into the Capitol. And oh, now uh, he's Ray like, Epps. Ray, Ray Epps. Epps, right? Ray Epps, who is now the hero of the left. 
It's like, was he like a plant? Then? He was screaming, screaming. What we need to do is to go into that Capitol building. And then everyone, it, it was almost, I don't know if you've seen that footage, but it was almost instantaneous when they said, fed, 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 fed. And I know you're trying to pull it up right. I can hear your little fingers typing away right there. But um, honestly, we don't even need to because it was instantaneous where you heard everyone in the crowd scream right back at him, fed, fed, fed. You know, no way we're going in that Capitol. But the Capitol Police did open the doors uh, and it did go in. And to the chagrin of people like Ocasio-Cortez, uh, you know, a representative over in New York uh, that, you know, uh, is part of this statist movement. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 they call that an insurrection. Granted, yes, there were people in Congress people's offices. Yes, they were doing some pretty awful things, uh, breaking windows. Um, they were, you know, defecating on, on, on the, the tables of the, uh, the desks of Congress people. I've heard stories about that. It was not a good look. Whoever did this, it was not a good look, man. Uh, and it was just an awful way to go out, but they're going to ride this sucker into the ground because they're going to try to use this to meddle in the next election. And to them, it's not meddling. It's saving a Republic. Yeah. Well, it's saving democracy. I don't think they like the term Republic. No, they don't. You're because right. they like democracy, right? They, they wanted, you know, going back almost 100 years ago now, the Democratic um, election of senators, right? Senators used to be appointed by your um, state, like your state representatives, like your actual state representatives, the people in your state house and Senate would vote to say, who's going to go represent us in the Senate? Because the whole point was the House would be the, co the people, the common people, and then the Senate would be more the elites, right? It was to have a balance. Mm. And then that way, not only would nothing get done, but if something was to get done, it'd be something really, really important. But back 100 years ago, around the same time of when they were trying to pass, um, I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember when they're banning alcohol, um, prohibition. There we go. Prohibition. When right. prohibition, that was one of the steps to get prohibition because no one actually really wanted it. But how do we do it? Well, we change the way senators are elected, and that allows us to change the system. And then, essentially, with a whole, a whole scheme. But we're, we're getting a little bit off topic. But the point is, they're, they've been changing the rules for hundreds of years now um, just so they can get their way and trying to do it in the shadows, right? Where they changed the laws in Pennsylvania and other states right before 2020. But that where... wasn't done in the shadows, though, Midas. It wasn't done in the shadows. It was done out in the open with judges who were compliant, knowing this is unconstitutional, right? And when you brought this up, um, if you were me or you or anyone, you were called a conspiracy theorist. No, no, no. This is the, the cleanest and fairest election. And just to say that the election was not uh, was rigged, which was a term that was being used or was was the big uh, lie, the big lie. Right. It was cast as the big lie. But Hillary going on a book tour, claiming that she was robbed, claiming that it was rigged by Russians. It was rigged by, you know, same with Stacey Abrams. Right, right. She would claim she was governor for what years? She's still governor, according to her. Yes. And, and, and as long as the Russians rigged the election, it was okay. But now, if God forbid we discovered that our own government had some shady aspects to her, shady parts to it, now it's no longer all right. Now it's an issue. And um, I, you know. I think it's it's honestly going back, you know, circling back a bit to uh, 
not to you know, steal that term from uh, Jen Psaki, but going back to the <laughs> I uh, miss Jones her thing, compared to the new one. I really uh, miss Jen new, Psaki. I feel sorry for the for the new Pierre Jean Pierre. What I, I'm messing up her name, but I feel sorry for her because she clearly knows nothing. Yeah, she's, uh, she's literally like that girl oof. in the college class that didn't come to school prepared, didn't realize there was a speech she had to give that day, and yet is called <laughs> in front of the class to give a speech on a topic she's never heard of. Yeah, I will take Ginger Goebbels any day uh, over over that, or like you know, actually Ginger. Uh, um, uh, Zuckerberg is also another name I used to call her because if you look at her side by side, she's just like Android level uh, Ginger Gerbil and Ginger. Anyway, the point of I have a friend who really, really is into her. Like, not like for what she she he hates her guts politically, but like he thinks she's so hot. And I'm like, dude, you're out of your mind. But Jesus okay. Christ. well, apparently everyone thinks AOC is hot. So um, I think she's a smoke show, dude. But you know, not the, those eyes; they're too wide. Um, anyways, I but- I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, going back to the actual things that matter somewhat you know speaking of things (laughs) that alex jones says that come true right alex jones talked about epstein right and now i think the web of epstein interconnectedness and this is going to bring us to our next story like the judge of the trump raid right he quit his job to defend epstein's guys and then now is a federal judge in the state of florida yeah right yeah and then signed a thing to go after the president who was the most anti-Epstein president we've had, right? I know there's a thing, oh, Trump was with Epstein, but there's not a lot of evidence there. There's more evidence that Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and a lot of these other people that will probably have me murdered if I talk too much about them actually <laughs> have the connection to Epstein, right? Right, right. And, and the- it is it is this interconnected web of pedophiles, essentially, that Alex Jones was talking about 10 years ago. Well, guess what? It it's an inter- it's, it, true. It's, it's an interconnected web of pedophiles, vampire pedophiles from an alternative dimensions that are here. And Epstein's bringing them to the island, I'm telling you. And the frogs are gay. But uh, <laughs> I mean, technically, he was kind of right about that. They were hermaphrodite. But point being, <laughs> it's scary. You know, and, and it was the, the, a meme was going around a couple months ago, like, oh, with COVID. Or whatever was a conspiracy theory six months ago, it's what the CDC is saying now. Right. Right. And But it's true, right? Two years ago, if you said, you know, the the new CDC things, same things for vaccinated, unvaccinated people, right? No difference. Now, yeah, they're, 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 uh, NPR put out a, a page that basically said, that, um, and I could probably uh, read off of it, but it said, uh, hold on, the term that they used, oh man, I'm trying to find it. But yes, it, it was essentially saying that everyone is uh, equal unvaccinated, vaccinated, whatever, come as you are. It doesn't matter. Not to mention, I mean, you know, I don't want to get too um, personal, but, um, you know, for, you know, for the sake of uh, anonymity, but I had my life destroyed by COVID-19. My family did. Uh, And I'm not talking about, oh, we were so sick. I mean, we all got COVID early on and when it was kind of a potent kind of thing. Uh, And I will tell you, that is not the least of my worries. The, the most of my worries was we were financially utterly destroyed. My industry was destroyed. I wasn't allowed to work. And then when I was allowed to work, I had to um, take a jab and uh, I had to do it not once, not twice, but thrice with a booster. Uh, and then uh, I wasn't allowed to work because I work you know, in an industry that's very fearful and uh, if I didn't take this jab and now they're saying that you're, I'm equivalent to anyone who is vaccinated or unvaccinated doesn't matter. Yep. And, and if you said this, if you said, Hey, uh, the vaccine doesn't stop anyone from, um, 
spreading the disease. It, it, you know, you, oh yeah, I'll, I'll pop your screen up. The, the terminology, here it is. New COVID-19 guidance from CDC focuses on the individual decision. Gee. It's I like wonder, we were saying that like two years ago. I wonder who said that. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. So I could lay in bed with, with my old lady if I was exposed to COVID today. That's nice. Uh, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. That one really... Oh, man. And then students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. And it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. All things that we discussed in the free, like, let's say the liberty minded uh, community, community, well before, well before. And we were shunned for wildly shunned for. I, I had friends that called me literally insane, that I was an idiot, that, you know, I never realized you were this dumb, all these things. And of course now I'm like, you know, I sent this to a lot of those friends and they, they have no words because, you know, their, their holy God Fauci is now resigning, um, which timely, gee, that guy is literal scum. Um, yeah. Th- did you see the thing where he has a picture of himself in his office? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause only there's no despotic people in the world that have uh, pictures of themselves in their offices. I, I know no one <laughs> who's a totally, anyone who's totally normal has massive paintings of themselves. I mean, in the office, well, I mean, look, office. if you're going to be a good third world dictator, you got to be a good third world <laughs> dictator. Right. And anyone knows that a real third world dictator, they, they have a picture of himself in the office. I mean, I'm sure Kim Jong-un does. I'm sure Castro did, if he's still alive, supposedly, or not. Um, here, if you want to pull up my screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeez, Louise. God. Right? You know, um, hold on. I have another uh, dictator that uh, that I want to put up here that, that has uh, paintings of himself. And I, <laughs> you know who this is? Here, I need to pull Oh, yeah. <laughs> Admiral General Aladdin. <laughs> For the listening audience, it's the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator, of course. But yeah, it, I mean, listen, dude, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke at this point um, The to the extent that what's the difference between a conspiracy, conspiracy theory and the truth? Oh, about six months. And, it, and I watched it all go down. Now, the amazing thing is, for me personally, right? I've been talking about this stuff for years. We're going to have massive civil unrest. Uh, we're going to have, you know, pandemics and this, this, and that. We should stock up on food. We should have this and that. And my wife has kind of gone along with it, you know, kind of, okay, sure. And uh, now she just goes, oh, what are you predicting next? You know what I mean? That's yeah. where we're at with it because mm-hmm. there is no, <laughs> there are no games anymore to be there's, there's no more like, oh, you know, I wonder. It's like, well, let's, let's just predict the worst and it's probably going to happen. You yeah. know, and it's, I think, you know, we kind of did touch on as much as I think we should. And we'll, let's go back to that is the, the whole Donald Trump raid, right? Like it, it, Andrew Cuomo, right? A, a possible like quasi pedophile rapist man who definitely killed lots of people in New York was like, yeah. And who totally hates Trump's guts. It's like, yeah, you know, going after Trump like that, that wasn't okay. Well, you know, I I, I, I agree with you on everything you just said about him. Uh, you know, I have very, uh, I've been personally affected by that man. As a matter of fact, I, I have a very close friend who uh, whose grandfather was uh, killed 
uh, by being ordered to stay in a nursing home where he resided instead of being able to come home. Uh, and they couldn't break him out of there. And he got the COVID in a nursing home at his age, probably in his 80s and uh, and died. So um, I, I understand. But, you know, I think he was saying it more in a political manner because they are realizing that this stuff does have political consequences now, you know, for a sec. So, so I think, I, Oh, hold on one sec. There it is. Andrew so, Cuomo demands explanation for Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, right. And he's literally like DOG must immediately explain the reason for its raid. And it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives. Will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigations and legitimacy of January 6 investigations. I mean, while that all sounds really gosh golly swell, um, this is you're talking about a guy who instituted the Safe Act in the middle of night um, in New York here. And if uh, if you're oh, he, he's 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 a terrible person. He's terrible. I mean, you're talking about you know a, a person who wiped people's Second Amendment constitutional rights off the map in one uh, fell swoop. Um, by a de facto ban on AR-15s in, um, you know, or anything they defined assault weapon by their own level of definition, which obviously has no definition what an assault weapon is. Uh, a rock can be assault weapon, just ask uh, Kane uh, and Abel. Uh, but, um, you know, as far as, as far as he goes, I think he's saying this because as much as uh, I want to hate him, right, I think he is a, a political a political player on the highest level. And he understands how much the Wall Street Journal, by the way, for the party, uh, the Trump warrant had no legal basis in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Right. And it's essentially saying that the, the warrant was looking for um, documents recording constituent brand fruits of a crime or other illegally possessed items in violation of this U.S. code. But this is about national security information and public records. The president is exempt from all of this. He can, he can declassify whatever he wants. He can have whatever he wants. And, and they're literally saying, we want everything from his presidency. That's what the warrant's for. Right. Well, and there was a case of Bill Clinton, I believe it was, a couple of years back, where it was literally determined that, yeah, anything the president takes with them, that's that's personal property of the president. Well, let's take a, let's take a small step back, okay? First and foremost, um, Trump has been uh, cooperating with the TOJ and cooperating with archives for quite some time now, actually. It's been known... Uh, uh, his level of cooperation. That's first. Um, he delivered, I believe, 15 boxes of documents to the DOJ, all declassified by him prior. Um, and it's unheard of, typically, um, by those in the in the know, um, it's unheard of, typically, for a cooperating um, subject of a, um, it wasn't a warrant, but a subpoena, um, to be working with... Uh, the DOJ or any other agency for that matter to be um, suddenly raided in this manner, right? Especially considering that not far before that week, they had come in and said, hey, you need to just secure these documents a little bit better, right? And then mm -hmm. he had the Secret Service, a very trusted, very trusted uh, group of uh, uh, men and women in, in our government to uh, secure that door. Well, don't don't forget. Remember, he had tried to attack a Secret Service driver and get him to drive him <laughs> to the Capitol for January sixth. Right, because right. He, he was... reached somehow through a limo. Yeah, yeah. Or through over an SUV. Donald Trump, a heavy set man, overpowered a Secret Service agent and tried to guide the motorcade to the Capitol, so he himself could raid the Capitol and go upon the steps and declare himself King of the Universe, Mega Hitler, ready to reign. 
right? right. Clearly that's not. <laughs> obviously not. And, and, but you know, I, I get it. You're being funny, but this is the picture that they're trying to paint. Yet you had uh, a very cooperative Donald Trump, Trump uh, working with them. So this is unheard of. This type of raid is unheard of. And then uh, when you get down to brass tacks and start really looking into it, you realize this uh, judge was an o Obama donor. Uh, you know, um, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's had ties to Epstein. Again, he worked on Epstein's defense. Um, so you could just judge the character of this particular individual by that alone, by working on Epstein's defense. I mean, granted, uh, you can't judge defense lawyers. I guess everybody in this country obviously deserves deserves defense. Yes. But didn't he make a move to work with Epstein away from the government? Yeah, that's the thing. He quits to defend Epstein. It's not like he was a public defender or something right. and he defended him, right? That'd right. be totally different. This was right. a, I'm going to make a physical choice to leave my job working for the government so I can defend some someone so technically, who knows? Maybe he still technically was working for the government defending Epstein and his, <laughs> and his cohorts. Um, and then he, because he went right back, right? Right. right. No one, there was no questions asked about, hey, this guy who just defended the ultra mega pedophile, essentially. Yeah. Now, now it's all good. Welcome, welcome back to the inner circle. Thanks for defending our friend and his friends. Uh, welcome back. Oh, can you sign this warrant uh, saying we can go, uh, you know, legally <laughs> yeah. raid the former president's house for documents he has the entire right to possess? Right. And I mean, it, listen, we're seeing all kinds of uh, this kind of corruption level um, in in D.C. especially. I mean, um, I forget the name of the person. He was part of the Hillary's team uh, who was um, on trial recently. Uh, everyone, all the pundits were saying it was going to be an open and shut case. Very clear. Uh, except for one guy, Dan Bongino, who I, I happen to listen to quite a bit. Um, and the guy said, you know, let's see what happens. I don't I don't think he's going to actually get, um, you know, anything will happen to him. And he was right, because ultimately when they had him in a jury of his peers, quote unquote, um, in Michael Sussman, Michael like. Sussman, that is right. Michael Sussman case. So Michael Sussman was was judged by a jury of his peers, quote unquote, in D.C. And of course, everyone did, could not in, in an otherwise open and shut case, could not find any evidence to proclaim Michael Sussman was guilty. But of I, course, Steve Bannon, who I'm no fan of, I'm no fan of him either. However, no, he he committed all these crimes that he totally there was really no evidence for. And uh, jury of his peers, suppo supposedly totally honest, unbiased uh, jury said, yeah, no, Steve Bannon is guilty. Jeez. Right. I mean, that's um, and the thing. That. And, and, you know, it's not a coincidence anymore. Right. So, like, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to get a, a real <clears throat> leftist on this show at some point, because, you know, every time I hear some stuff, my wife tries to inject a little bit of um, the other side ism. Um, you know, she tries to go, well, let me play devil's advocate here. And, you know, they'll say the same thing about Trump or they'll say that, you know, if I'm saying, oh, my God, you know, this is awful. She'll say they'll say the same thing about this one or that one. Right. But I've never in my life um, just full disclosure. I used to I, I grew up in a very liberal place and, you know, I, I grew up as a Democrat. That's uh, kind of what everyone did. And then um, my personal journey was in 2012 after I saw the debacle of four years of of Obama and really saw it for what it was, not what the media told me it was. I was like, whoa, and it became an instant independent. And now the only reason 
I'm a, I'm a Republican now is so I could vote in the primaries like I did uh, just yesterday. And my guy actually won. So um, if you want to pull up uh, my screen. I've yeah. Got so it, it's really it's it's it, there's no way to run from this stuff anymore. What is the What does the headline say there? Steve Bannon guilty of both counts of contempt of Congress. Contempt. Right? That's like, you know, if anyone's ever heard the term of pissing off the police, right? P.O.P. <laughs> that's essentially what that is. Um, because look, let's look at all. There's plenty of other individuals that should be in contempt of Congress. Uh, people from the Obama administration, people from Hillary uh, who. But yet nothing. Right. It was like, OK, you know, we're, we're giving you another warning. You got to do this. Right. But no, Steve Bannon, you're going to go to jail. Right. Right. Because it's, it's, because you're related to Trump, not obviously not by blood, but. You're part of Trump's circle, or we're part of Trump's circle. Straight to jail. It's it's directly this knife is being wielded by the administration currently, but it goes beyond that. There is a deep state, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a bureaucratic, unelected bureaucratic mess that's out there, and they want to keep their jobs. They want to keep their power. Cause I mean, if you've been Dr. Fauci and you've been in government your entire life and you're the highest paid government professional at what does he make about 400 and something thousand dollars a year? He makes more than the president, more than the president. That's for sure. You want to keep that web of power. And then you also want to get your friends involved in on it as well. Oh, yeah, Like when he's leaving, he's like, I'm not, I'm not retiring. I'm I'm moving on to the fur of my career. The dude's like 80 something years old. Right. What, what are you going to become the next president? That's, I mean, you know, actually, he meets all the criteria Joe Biden does. In fact, his brain at least seems to work. So, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's honestly that's that's code for um, I'm going to have some publisher, uh, you know, pay me pay 20 me. million dollars for a book tour and a book. Right. Five people are going to buy it. Right. Um, right. And it's actually and then the rest of the copies I sell are going to come for free with like your COVID vaccine or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And and I love how, uh, Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to get it too deep in the woods on this guy, but you know, it really, what it is, is what we're seeing is uh, a system that has clear bias. Uh, and it's evidenced by all the things that we're breaking down here, where you have um, other people who are purporting nonsense, who never get put on the stand. And if they do, they get a pass like a Michael Sussman, uh, type like Hillary Clinton. Let's take her as a clear example. Let's do a direct comparison. Because everyone's com everyone's rate. comparing to try here. I'll find it. There was a meme I found the other day that some some uh, leftist soccer mom put on Facebook. I don't actually know if it was a soccer mom, but um, someone put on Facebook saying, you know, oh look, it's exactly the same as the Hillary thing. So you know, lock him up. And it's like, do you not? Did you did we lock up Hillary? She's, First of all, we did lock up Hillary, but Hillary should be in jail. There's there's literally irrefutable evidence. But James Comey's like, well, shouldn't have the intent. So actually, here, so pull up my screen. Yeah, for sure. Hold on, here it is. Uh, based, look at based. Lock her up, Trump guy. Uh, we are investigating Hillary Clinton's private email server, and then Trump guy. No, we are investigating Donald Trump's mishandling of, do of classified documents. Okay, so it's not. And so, and I I commented, and a bunch it's of people incorrect. You know, right. agreed with me. It's like, and realize what I was saying. It's like, yeah, the president can't mishandle classified documents. He classifies the documents or he declassifies them. the documents. He's the he, final he, he rubber stamp. He's the final rubber stamp on all of classification. Yeah. And it's already been determined multiple times. If a president takes all that stuff home, it's now declassified. Right? Now it's let's, personal property. Let, let's just let's just dissect this like a couple of gentlemen. Okay, so we have Trump 
who anything he takes home is essentially declassified. Nothing there was nuclear. And by the way, it's amazing to me that um, you can you can sit on the knowledge that this man has dangerous nuclear documents for months and months and then not act for sooner. two years. Apparently. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And then you don't act any sooner. OK, that's uh, very Michael Sus men. And then uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw a dad joke in. You know that. Um, but but let's look at Hillary. First and foremost, she had classified documents that were uh, marked with a C for C for classified. That's the classification at the top of the documents all over her private, personal, private server in the bathroom of her, I believe it was Chappaqua home, right? Yeah, one of her like 25 houses. Right. And when she was brought on the on trial or not on trial because it wasn't a trial, but, but brought before Congress, uh, they they asked her, hey, you know, so uh, did you wipe the servers? And she, uh, you know, I play, tri play, she did the worst ever playing dumb I've ever seen in my entire life. And goes, wait, I mean, wipe the servers? Do you mean with the, with a cloth? I, I I don't know. I don't know what you mean. I, 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 I. Meanwhile, they bleach bit the server. So bleach bit for those who don't know is military grade. Um, uh, encryption. Uh, yeah, she didn't use actual bleach. Right. Exactly. 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 Not understanding that point. Basically, because, of course. It, or I'll let you let you continue. It, it it will wipe every bit clean off of any hard drive there is. Yes. Period. But what's and what's crazy and just exemplifies the media is when people were saying that that she she bleached them essentially right was what was the term people were using, and they're like oh these these idiot Republicans thinking she poured bleach on her hard drives that doesn't do anything it's like they know. Good and well, what people mean when they say it, but of course, you know. Yeah, bleach bit is software. Yeah, um, and everyone, everyone everyone knows what that means. The media knows, and if they don't, they shouldn't be in that job so, of reporting the news. But of course, they're like they're essentially gaslighting, saying, "Oh, you're silly Republicans. You think that Hillary so, Clinton bleach on her hard drive." So here's a little here's a little like technical tip technological tip for all the listeners and viewers out there right now if for all two of you um the if you format a, a card let's just say format a card um that you have on your camera that information every single thing you shot on that card if it's video or camera pictures right um is still on that card. The only thing you've done is change the camera's permissions on the card to write over everything that was previously on it. Okay. So without being too in the weeds on it, if I was just to format a hard drive, all that data would be there and would be recoverable. You could use like a uh, um, disc first aid and recover everything that's on there. That's just the way that technical stuff sort of works. Okay. So bleach bit goes in there and for lack of a better term, wipes the drive completely clean bleaches it in in the in the digital sense where not one bit not one zero or one of information is left on there so and what she didn't bleach bit the blackberry she had they had their interns smash with a hammer like not a program called smash hammer smasher 2.0 i'm talking about an actual physical hammer yep. and actually beat the shit out of these uh blackberries so gee that doesn't sound like a uh, boilerplate operation that was going on uh and the suspicion is that this was a server that was being used uh, by many foreign uh nations to uh, pop on and pop off and trade and share information on um 
you know, accordingly, because uh, the after that, after all that was shut down, the entire Clinton Foundation folded uh, before they wound up reopening later on, because the the idea here, the alleged scheme was that it was a pay for play operation. Yep. Mm. And she doesn't have the level of declassification authority that the president of the United States does. She exactly. was never president. Never. Yep. She did this all. She, she thought she was. She claimed that they got stolen from her, which, of course, you know, if you're on the right and you say that, that's insurrection. That's the big lie. But if right. you're Hillary Clinton, you can go on saying that. You can be paid to say that at book tours and speaking events. Um, she still says that to this day. Um, there was there's a clip from like 2021, I think, where she still says, you know, really, I'm the legitimate president or something along those lines. And if you want to pull up my screen really quick, talking back to the Mar-a-Lago raid, um, right? FBI searched Trump's home to look for nuclear documents and other items, sources say. Now, this story's since then kind of died down, but this came out, this is August 12th. Pretty quickly into it, right away, some sources, and we all know what that means, right. came out and said that, oh, there was nuclear documents, which, once again, Trump can declassify, but two, like you were saying earlier, if they're so important, why are you waiting two years to go after them? I'll give you something better. Dude. If they're so important, why do you wait the weekend to raid him? Yeah, it, it two was days a later. We gotta wait. Yeah, it was a weekend. I mean, God forbid well, these federal they were they are... were they were partying on Epstein's Island. All right, and so they yeah. had the they had the they had, that, that was their weekend plans. They can't disturb their weekend plans. Of course, uh, no. I mean, in all seriousness, though, this is this is what we're talking about. Um, can uh, can a democracy, quote unquote, can the republic survive this? Here, pull and, my screen again one more time. Yeah, for sure. Go right here. Democracy dies in darkness, right? Washington, Washington Post. Post still runs that bullshit. Um, <laughs> and I think something important is this is just like the crossfire hurricane stuff. This this media thing right here, where the uh, some FBI official leaks something to the media that's not true. The media runs it, and the FBI uses that as justification to do something, right? right. And I right. think that was the plan of this. A source says it was nuclear documents, which now is debunked from what we've learned. But this then gave the FBI the power to be like, oh, look, so you were looking for nuclear documents. The media is saying so. Not, not to mention this is a complete Fourth Amendment violation because you're talking about a general warrant. I mean, they, you know, so the way warrants work, um, and I, I know you're familiar with this uh, from some of your knowledge uh, base, but the way it works is if I uh, get a warrant on a drug dealer, a suspected drug dealer and um, the warrant, I swear uh, on an affidavit that there are drugs in that person's home. If I get into that home and we kick the door and I find the drugs that I swore that were there and then also piles of cash uh, that are contraband in the sense, let's just say it was uh, counterfeit. And let's just say we also found uh, guns. We found illegal this and illegal that. All those other items then become on, on the docket as well. It's not like we kick the door just for the drugs and go, well, 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 we can't, we can't, we we only came here for the sworn uh, drugs, not for the guns and all the other stuff that's in the house. So they made, they, I, I'm going to allege something now. This isn't, in my estimation, they made up uh, whatever it was so that they can go in there and find anything that they, they could find. And what a fishing lot, expedition, if it was a fishing expedition and what a lot of people are theorizing uh, that this fishing expedition was to lead to was to the um, the everything he had on uh, Crossfire Hurricane, everything he had on the Russia, Russia, Russia Gate, um, 
and everything that Trump had that he was going to eventually probably use against him in this coming uh, election cycle. Yeah, you use, use I'm sure, I mean, if, if I was Trump and I had a bunch of documents on how the mainstream media lied and the uh, institutions lied to uh, try and keep me from getting elected, I'd probably use that too. So I could see their fear, right? I mean, they're, they're going after Alex Jones. They're going after Trump in multiple ways. Of course, they're, I'm sure they are terrified that, you know, the more and more this comes out, because I think it was 16% of Biden voters would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Right. Joe Biden, right? Let's say every single one of those votes were legitimate. There was no dead people voting. There was no ballot harvesting. There was nothing. It was a legitimate election, right? Those right. 80 million people or whatever actually exist that voted for Joe Biden, right? 100% right. legit. Right. Sure. Take away 16% of his vote, Donald Trump wins, right? right? Right. So that's that's how they cheated. They They worked to suppress a story that would have gotten people not to vote. And of course, you have Sam Harris saying, Oh, I don't care if he had dead kids in his basement. It doesn't matter to me. Can you, you know, let's just, just touch on that for one second. Can you imagine for one second saying something so heinous that you don't care? And I, I he was, you know, knowing Sam Harris, he's probably just off the cuff, right? Uh, not. You know, going off the cuff and saying, I don't you know, like, I don't care if she had dead base, dead kids in her basement, I want her server, whatever, you know, it's amazing. I just don't see anyone, let's just say typically politically right. Uh, saying something so heinous that it seems like every day I'm hearing the craziest shit come out of the left's mouth. And then somehow it's, it's allowed. Are you, uh, are you sharing a screen here? I am. Ooh, what should I put it up yet? Yeah. Can it do audio? Uh, I don't know yet. Let's see. Can you put closed captions on this? Yeah. Okay, and we'll read it. Uh, he could have had the corpses of dead children on the basis. I would have not have cared, uh, right? Like it's it's like nothing. First of all, Hunter Biden, uh, right? It's not the. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's, essentially, it's, we, we know what he what he says, right? Even 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 yeah, if it was I, Joe Biden, that closed caption sucks. <laughs> but go ahead, yeah. Whatever what does he scope say? of Joe Biden's corruption is. Like we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly. That he's getting kickbacks. That he's getting so Essentially, kickbacks. he's admitting what we all know that you know the Ukraine, the the actual Ukraine quid pro quo. Um, you know that of course that story was shut down because the whole this is the thing, right? Everyone, the mainstream left says, "Oh, you're just trying to go after a poor addict, this poor kid who's who's had a rough life." You know, his brother he's died. The bag all, man all... for his old man. Yeah. He's the bag man. I honestly, I feel sorry for Hunter Biden because he's clearly a, a doped up idiot, and he's just doing his dad's dirty, dirty bidding, and going around collecting money, like you're saying, being the bag man. And of course, Nat, if someone wants to go after him and investigate him, it's like, oh, you know, this poor addict, you're going after him. No, we're going after this corrupt person who happens to be the president of the United States. Right? right. And you had a business associate, a credible business associate of Hunter Biden's saying, yes, the big man that gets 10 percent, that's Joe Biden. Wow. Right. Like this, this is all stuff, you know. Um... Oh, I hear furious typing. Right. <laughs> you got to get a quiet keyboard, dude. That's nah, it's that, those mechanical keyboards. It makes me a better gamer. Ew. Um, so here, right here, uh, almost got it up. I played one game over the last 10, 10 years. Okay, should I post this? Yeah. All right. 
Joe Biden was involved in a deal with the Chinese giant and was expecting 10% out. Yeah, 10% okay. for the big guy. Yeah, 10%. And then uh, Bobolunsky, I can never get the guy's name, so I had to pull it up. Tony Bobolunsky, he was a uh, business um, associate of Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. And he's literally saying, yep, that was that's what it was supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to get. And you have there's all the messages. There's all the things. There's the, the whole laptop, the book all about the laptop. And of course, all of it's suppressed. I mean, and now I'm it's old news. Now it's it doesn't old, matter anymore. You know what? Let's that's okay. Great. You know what? Anybody who wants to say that that's old news from you know anyone who's opposing this as they're hearing it right now, no problem. You know what? It's old news. How about from what, like one or two weeks ago? Let's is that old news? Let's take that. Hunter Biden is sits on the board of a company that uh, Joe Biden transferred how many millions of barrels of our reserve oil to in China? It was like a hundred billion dollars worth of. I, I I don't know how much, but it was a whole lot, man. Um, what about all the Ukraine stuff? What about you know, my God, you really have to get rid of that keyboard. Oh, it is horrible. It's so horrible. Please don't. Don't ever type like that. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's oh God. Um. Anyway, so the the point is right. Uh, it's clear cut corruption that's out in the open. And granted, I, do I think Trump is the cleanest guy? I mean, you know, doing business in New York, you got to be involved in with total shade, like the mob, like like God knows what, paying off politicians or doing corrupt, underhanded deals with politicians. That's how business gets done in so New York. So the company, by the way, was uh, Sinopec. Here, let's put that up. Um, I'm reading. This is the Washington Post once again, right? Can, so can you zoom in on that? By yeah. any chance? Um, uh, I don't know yeah. how what this is going to say because I'm still Wapo. looking at it. Releasing uh, oil, right? Biden sold a million barrels of from US to China-owned gas, gas giant. Right. That's it. That's all. listen. Case closed. That's it. That's treason by by any. Right here, Washington Free Beacon. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's put that up. Biden right sold a million <laughs> barrels from U.S. <laughs> a million barrels from U.S. And this is from this is from. This is from July 7th. To this right. is over a month ago. Right. So and nothing's been done. Right. Nothing. Nothing. It's like widely ignored by the media. So again, you know, for the audience, um, my expertise is the media. And what I could tell you right now, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, is that I don't work with when I ever whenever I deal with young. Uh, up-and-comers in the business, especially when it comes to news. I am dealing with what I like to call activists, not journalists, okay? And they all say the same thing to me. Oh, I got into news. I can change the world. And I uh, am a crusty old-timer now at this stage in my life. So my response to them is, really? You got into the wrong business then. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, who, what, when, where, why? That's yep. what you're here for. Who did it? What did they do? Why when did, did it, it happen? When did it happen? Time, date, and even even the why is iffy. Is, is is can be iffy, and it's it's hard to be objective with it. Right, right, and right. I, I forget who was saying this. I, I want to say it was Carrie Lake, but I don't remember if it actually was. Um, the the Arkansas, I think it's Arkansas governor candidate. I think Carrie so. Lake. Yes, yes. She was. I think it was her saying, or someone else. Maybe it was. I don't remember. I, I want to say it was her. Naomi, Naomi Wolf. It was one of those two. Saying, don't look at the story. Look at the story. Don't look at what they say, like leading up to the story. Just look at the story because when it, yes, it was Naomi Wolf. She was talking about um, like po political things when she was working, um, I think under Bill Clinton or someone else. They'd say what they want the story to be, 
And then they'd work backwards to fill in all the gaps right. to tell the full story. Right, and that's right. what they do is when the media has a story they want to push, they have the story, the White House or, you know, whoever, Epstein, you know, living in his bunker somewhere, whatever. Uh, he, they put out the story and then the media figures out how to walk it back to go to, you know, what people know already to fill in all the gaps. Right. right. Because it's when you leave those gaps in the timeline, people ask questions. So the media is very good at filling in the gaps. Um, they've been doing it for years, for decades. And when it's when it's activism. Right. Well, I, I have to do the right thing. I have I have to you know, I have to tell this story because, you know, almighty Joe Biden, the dementia God says so. And <laughs> it's it's sickening to see how our institutions are legitimately structured. And I think that's what we're seeing. And, you know, t- title of this, the, the modern American citizen. That's what that's what we're going to see. The future of the American citizen. That's what we're going to see. That's what we're going to see in our future is more and more of this. And it becomes more and more apparent. And they've be, they're getting bolder and bolder. I think the boldness of raiding the former president's house, something that's never been done before ever. The closest thing is Watergate. Right. That's the, that's the closest thing to this. Right. And, uh, you know, it goes back to that Orwell quote, if you want a vision of the future, imagine a boot stomping on a human face forever. Um, And, you know, we're not quite at 1984 levels yet, but my God, aren't we? Because, for example, 1984 had that scene in the book where um, they kept selling uh, two plus two equals five. And he's like, no, it's four. Boom. And they like, you know, keep beating him basically. Right. Till he agreed two plus two equals five. And finally he goes, okay, okay. Two plus two equals five. And they're like, not good enough. And he's like, why you can't go home? Why? Because you don't believe it. They want you gaslit. And for those who don't understand the term gaslighting very quickly, it's repeating a lie and 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 a lie until you believe it. They gaslight you into believing it. It's from a movie where it's a question your own sanity, essentially. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, um, you know, we're at that stage where a uh, grandmother who walked through the Capitol building, the people's building on January 6th, um, you know, during the most terrible insurrection in the history of Pearl Harbor and 9-11 ever, <laughs> um, she's in court talking about, you know, just don't give me such a horrible sentence because I have cancer, please. And like, you know, I, I, I did terrible, terrible things that I regret now. I mean, it's literally that is out of the book, 1984. There's so many, there's so many parallels to it. it it's it's so scary. I mean, you had you had the Ministry of Truth. Right. I don't know if that's going to come back or not. Right. right. It's um, still there in some capacity, but they've really taken the spotlight off. I mean, of it. but in reality, with Nina Jankowitz, I think that's her name. Doing the ministry. Yeah. The lady does like the, the creepy show like, tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Show tune things. Yeah. Uh, but, um, oof. And you think AOC's crazy, but the. <laughs> She's way crazier. I know. She's white it's girl. like crazy. Mary Poppins from hell. That's white girl crazy, my friend. Indeed. But the, the scary thing is the Ministry of Truth, they just admitted it exists. It's been going on for a while, right? Like we were saying in the beginning of the podcast, sure. the COVID guidelines. When you go to YouTube and you see something about COVID and there's that little thing on the bottom, well, here are the facts about COVID, right? Right. Right. Like here, I'll, I'll, let, let's, let me, let me find a, a video, right? They'll do that and we can, we can pull that up. Uh, Next the... time, I think what we'll do is just download certain videos in advance. I mean, it's just a lot easier this way, or maybe we'll figure out how to like run videos. I think you have to have them downloaded um, here on stream. Well, I'm not even going to play it. I'm just, I'm, I want to show the little, the, the disclaimer that pops up uh, for saying, let's see. I've got your screen up. 
Okay, th this one's not popping up on this video. I'm trying to find a video where it does it. But essentially, I I'm sure most people have seen it now, where that um, that COVID banner thing pops up. Um, here. Let's see if I can just find oh, that keyboard. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to mash those keys. Um the disclaimer, the, essentially everything we've all seen it. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. The the little COVID, the, the little COVID disclaimer that comes up for and then there's other ones also about the election, right? The the election ones. Right. Um and if I election. look, if I look, um, you know, interesting, right? So I pulled up the Sam Harris Dead Kids in Biden's basement quote. And it says, right. It looks like the results below are changing quickly. If oh. this topic is new, it can sometimes take time for reliable sources to publish information. Yeah, because Sam Harris began walking his comments back, and that was part of the issue, right? Because the guy, you know, people like Sam Harris are going to get cover. Pull, pull up my screen. But you know, okay, here, and you that, have to okay, right do a little zoom there. Okay, it looks like the results below are changing quickly. Check the source. Are they trusted in this top? What's a trusted source, man? Is yeah, it like CNN? NewsGuard, which literally doesn't meet its own standards. Right. Right. Um, CNN is the least trusted name in news, unless you're in an airport and you have nothing else to do. I mean, this 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 alone is is so scary because they're literally trying to tell people, you know, I know I know there's a video right here of Sam Harris saying this thing that you just searched for, but really it's changing, right? This video, you know, when when we use enough AI and uh, you know deep learning and deep fakes, we're gonna change the video. He's gonna say something else. We're gonna edit it. It'll be fine. So don't click on these links for now. Right. Again, right? don't 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 believe your lying eyes and don't believe your lying ears. And that's the whole point. We have to okay, so I think you know we've been kind of we've been going over the negatives. And by the way, um, you know, the reason why I keep going back to in my life, like with people when I talk to them about my kind of political awakening uh and and coming to that point in 2020 2012 when i realized obama was the biggest faker on earth uh was things like that he instituted like the ndaa people don't think about it people don't talk about it because he is the golden goose that cannot be touched right i mean the only controversy ever was that he wore a brown suit only controversy suit. ever but the the dude instituted the ndaa which had the gave the government the right to declare an american citizen a terrorist on our own property and hold them without or have a drone strike uh <laughs> kill them in the middle east right or have hold these people indefinitely indefinitely which we're seeing play out yet again this time it wasn't a six-month turnaround it was more like a six-year turnaround but really uh you're seeing it play out yet again with the january 6th um rioters uh, i will call it rioters that's a fair uh, distinction yeah hold on go ahead ndaa right here all the image i've pulled up uh but zoom in on that Looks like you've been. He looks like you've had a bit too much to think. Thought police. Thought police, or this one. Uh, hope you don't get indefinitely detained. Right. Hope you don't get. Which, which is still happening now. The January six people have been detained for like two years. Right. 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 And it's like no, no bail hearing, no nothing. These are American to... citizens, despite the fact that you may disagree with what they did, and certainly I disagree with what they did. Uh, you know, the sentiment of, of distrust of the government, and everything, I could understand that. Um, there's a good reason to have distrust of the government, as we've seen. But, um, you know, I don't think we're at the stage yet where anyone needs to be storming the Capitol. Um, most, most of these idiots don't even know who their local fucking politicians are. So 
I wanted to swing this around a little bit. I mean, we've been talking about what the future of the American citizen looks like, right? And this seems pretty grim. But I will tell you, um, I brought my kids to vote in the primary yesterday by me. Uh, we had a special election, a uh, special primary in my state, and I brought them locally and I was explaining to them what a primary is. I was explaining to them why it's so important. And this isn't the first time I've taken them to vote. Um, we went during COVID when we voted, uh, stood on those long lines, uh, uh, you know, and I told them all these instances why this is so important. Uh, and I'm still holding out hope. A lot of there's going to be a lot of people out there who say it's all over right now. It's all over. It's all over. Can we have a constitutional convention? Can we change things? Can we go uh, about this? I still th I, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, even when the chips are down as they are right now. Right. Um, and I believe I see what you're bringing up here. The the Marjorie Taylor Greene was the victim of swatting at Rome residence. Please confirm. OK, I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute. But I, I do think that you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to blackpill everyone. There are ways to do this and getting involved locally, I think is the number one, um, concern that's where it starts, right. And, you know, you have, I mean, that's where presidents are made. That's where, um, you know, politicians are made and these people, you can see their journey, right? A lot of presidents, a lot of candidates, not all of them, but a lot of them started, you know, as a County commissioner, as a, you know, head of some committee in some podunk county, and now they're sitting in the, the House of Representatives. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's important to know these people because all of a sudden this up and comer shows up. Well, if you knew, if you're paying attention to your local politics, the person who's now running to be your senator, well, he was actually your county commissioner, and he's the reason why your property taxes were 20% for the last five years. So right. it's right. important to keep it, pay attention to your local stuff. Um, recently I had a primary where I live. I went and voted. There was nothing. My primary was literally all local stuff, right? Just because the way the timings work and everything of my local represent my federal representatives, it was all local representatives, right? It was judges. It was uh, county, local county officials, all that stuff. Um, none of this, uh, you know, because like, th does it make a difference? Obviously who's in the Senate? Absolutely. But it's also important who the hell is running your, your state your city, your county, your town, you, you your see, neighborhood. The educational system. I mean, there's been so much discussion about this and that's a whole nother show and I don't want to go into the weeds on it, but, you know, obviously the transing of the kids and, you know, let's see, not even call it that. Let's be a little more middle ground with it. The discussion of sexuality from a very young age at like kindergarten level, even or preschool level um, with, with teachers and students should make us all feel very, very uncomfortable. I mean, if my kids were, if my kids were in kindergarten, I would have major issue with this major issue. And this is being glossed over by so many districts, especially in places like New York, California, Chicago, um, all these sort of places. And by the way, don't think it's not happening in small town Kansas. Um, if you have like a liberal pocket somewhere and these folks are sitting there teaching your kids that, um, you know, how to masturbate. Uh, in many instances, masturbation. Uh, do you want a a, a purple-haired uh, uh, person? It? it with a with a septum piercing talking to your kid about masturbation. I mean, I mean it's worse. Is... They have like the lip piercings and the fucking like nipple piercing. It's just like they're piercing everything. They might as well just turn themselves into cyborgs. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, listen. You know, whatever. You know, to each their own, man. But but the point I'm making is, do you want these people? Um, 
teaching your kids their values when really what they're supposed to be doing is teaching them how it's to It's not even excel. that they're teaching their values. They're trying to erase your values. Right. Right. That's their goal is because if they can if they can push out of your child's mind anything traditional and be like, oh, let's talk about sex, um, my kindergarten class. It's like, what the fuck? And you literally see this. You see this. You see teachers on TikTok, uh, libs of TikTok. I love libs of TikTok because they post all the time these insane people that don't realize that there's people looking for these insane people and they show, Hey, look at this teacher who's talking about uh, helping his kindergarten class become gay or something. Right. And it's like, what? Like, it's not, it's not for these kids. Like whatever you believe, even if you believe that, that everyone should be gay, whatever, it's not for children. Right. It's this, absolutely this is, not for children. It's not for children. And this is awful. It is very bad. It is destroying kids. Uh, we're, we're doing these procedures and things to kids. I mean, it, it's, and like I said, we have a whole uh, episode coming up dedicated to children and the future of our children, but it is that, that whole thing of, um, you know, how do you, how do you control the populace? Well, you control the children, you control the education. They've been doing this for, for 60 years, right? This is nothing new. Right. Um, you saw you this go, in the 70s. Go back to Yuri Bezmenov's interview. If yes, you, Yuri Bezmenov, if you have not watched that, um, I'll just pull it up just so everyone can find it. Um, really quick, I'll let you know when we pulled up. Yeah, he um, talks about the demoralization of a nation and how many generations it takes two generations to demoralize a nation. And uh, in his interview, he's an ex KGB Russian uh, agent who discusses how deep we've already gone. And this is, I believe, uh, this interview is in what year? I think it was 19, I want to say 1980, 1984. Yeah, 19, oddly, right? Look at that, 1984, so, right? Um, and this is now. This is just one channel you can watch it on. I this is the um, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear B channel. But I mean, there's, there's tons of other channels you could find this video on. Yeah, Yuri Bezmenov, a former KGB agent, uh, warns about uh, socialist subversion. But yeah, I, I mean, it's happening. It's happening in our. It's country. happened. It's happened. It's already. Happened. I think. I think we're seeing the evolution. Right. You had the the socialist hippies, whatever you want to call them, of the 70s. They taught the next generation. That's not the next generation. And Take now that generation, Wait, now you have your, back now you have your millennials nowadays that are teaching the current generation, right? The crazy green-haired millennial teachers. Um, then, of course, you have the teachers. You have a lot, but like I said, we'll get to another episode. Let's not gloss over something. Hold on. McCarthy was right. There are There were communists, literal communists, trying to subvert the country. In, and even in Hollywood, where he was claiming they're in every hall, every place, trying to subvert the country. And don't forget, this is like the time of the 50s, right? Yes. And then the, those communists that tried to subvert the country went and they were they infiltrated the hippie movements and all that sort of stuff. And then wound up on the college campuses as professors, slowly kept introducing their ideas over and over until uh, it became far more radical. And, and then now you've gotten to a point where now people, it's mainstream. Right. It, and the attitude is that America is wrong. Meanwhile, we're the beacon. America is the global beacon, so much so that 200,000, 100 to 200,000 illegal uh, immigrants are pouring over our borders every single month to get an opportunity to work here, yes. to work here. Well, and I think, but I think unfortunately that's changing, right? Because it used to be that, right? People were clamoring to come to the United States for hun for like 100 years because you just want the opportunity to work here, right? The freedom, the opportunity. But now it's it's gone beyond that. Right. Because now you come here and you get free school for your kids. Um, you have your kid here and now they're a citizen. So now you have that link 
China's doing that. Plenty of children. They're right. paying moms <laughs> to come over here and have kids over here. So now right. they have U.S. citizens that work for them. Right. Um, then, of course, you have people coming, get, getting the free health care, getting um, taking resources away from American kids. Right. I've, I have nothing against these people coming. Personally, I would be totally fine with a very lax immigration process. You just don't have a criminal record. All right. Come on into the country. You're allowed. Right. Right. But when we have an entire social infrastructure that supports this and it isn't just come here, you got to figure it out. If it doesn't work. You know, that sucks. Now it's, oh, well, come here. We'll give you free everything as long as you vote help the Democrats. Because what they're doing, and once again, this is how they're subverting the democracy, you know, as much as they like to say the right's doing it, is by having lots of illegal aliens come to Democrat strongholds, your Californias, your New Yorks, things like that. And when you have tons of Democrats, when you have illegals there, right now it's estimated that if we got all the illegals out of California, California would lose another House of, um, not House of Representatives, Electoral College vote, Right. Because it's population-based. Remember when Trump, in the census, wanted to have the thing, the question, are you legally here, right? Are you the, I think it was a citizen question, or are you legally here question, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. They were like, no, you can't do that. It's racist, right? right. And the judge shot it down. It's like, we can 100% do that. People who are here illegally should not be influencing our elections. They do not get representation. Right. But of course, now California's population grows by the millions, and now they have more electoral college votes, and they're they're worth more in the nation. And it's like, no, this is ridiculous. And that's why I, while it's kind of funny to see these illegal immigrants get bussed over to D.C. and that they're freaking out there, freaking out New York, all this stuff. In the end, you're helping them because you're giving them more electoral college votes for the next census, right? Right, right, right. So it, it's it's I think it's a good show to put on right now to do that. However, I think it's we're going to see it bite um, Republicans in the ass later on. But that's that's if you think their population. But, but, but you know what? Let's just also look at this, though. See, they don't want certain types of Latin voters coming into the country, like Cubans or Venezuelans, as an example, who are escaping these socialist um, and really dictatorships, really. But they're socialist, communist dictatorships. They, but but what they're what they're banking on, they're screwing up on because the the population that's coming from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, um, Mexico, all these folks are family oriented. Okay, they don't go for this Latinx nonsense because they speak a gendered Latinx. language. Latinx, right? They they speak a gendered language, right? Um, they're churchgoers who believe in Christ mainly. Mainly, there are pockets of Judaism in, let's say, Ecuador and places like that. Um, they um, these are hardworking, generally speaking. I'm speaking this about this in a very general manner. Hardworking people who want to come to the country. And yes, they will take advantage of our social services. As Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York, indicated, the mayor of New York City said, hey, uh, you know, we just don't have the kind of money to support this with our social services. Something needs to be done. You can't just keep busting people in here. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but uh, but I thought it was going to be tough on a crime. But but what <laughs> but what they're doing, right, is is now seeing this shift in the Latin community. Look at my, like places like Brownsville, Texas, there have been historically Democrat, just went for Myra Flores for Congress, who is a based, based Trump-supporting uh, Latin female, Latina female, okay? And uh, you have, and how, look at the giant amount of uh, minority support 
Republicans got in 2020, both right. Trump and other and growing and growing and growing now, consistently seeing the disaster that is the worst president in the presidency in the history of my life, and certainly potentially ever, ever. Maybe ever. FDR might be like FDR or like Woodrow Wilson, similar in terms Absolutely. of global presidents, but. Wilson more didn't do things at the modern time. He's more resulted in the administrative state we have today. But Joe Biden probably is the worst in terms of literal cause and effect at the exact moment. Like we're literally seeing the effects of Joe Biden's policies and actions in real time. This is not a Woodrow Wilson where we're seeing it 100 years later. Now we're seeing the, the how big and corrupt the deep state got under the formation of Wilson. No, we're seeing it in real time. You know, a month after, a couple months after Joe Biden says that, no, no Keystone oil pipeline, a lot more regulations again, no U.S. oil, gas prices go through the roof, right? It's instant It's instant effects, and I think it's going to bite the Dems in the ass because no one likes this, right? I think people are ready to vote for, would vote for almost like Hitler, right? Someone who they thought was actually awful. <laughs> that's what's dangerous, though. And there you go. That, that's how Hitler got into power, right? That's that, And you know how... I was talking to a friend and it were like, you know what would be almost funny, almost funny, like not ha ha funny, but like, this is a little bit funny though, is what if Trump literally gets elected and becomes a dictator, becomes a, a Caesar, becomes a Hitler, right? And he got elected because of the fact that the Democrats destroyed the economy and painted all these people as awful, right? Which is what happened in Germany back after World War One. Right, right. Like history repeats itself. I don't think Trump's going to become Hitler, all right? No no one's saying that, or at least no one intelligence actually saying that. <laughs> but it would it would almost be funny that they literally created the the monster that they pretended was under the bed, they then couldn't well, they have the ability to currently manifest. Why not? I mean, we created uh we created the conditions that created Hitler uh after and World War I. And I mean the well, Taliban and well, ISIS. Right. I mean, so why wouldn't it be, you know, uh, not to mention there were so many Nazi boosters in the United States anyway, but that's a whole nother show, right? It's a history show. But the point is, yeah, you're right. You're right. We are creating conditions in this country. Um, and, and what's really amazing is they cannot for one second, this regime cannot see itself. So let's look at it. Let's look at it. They control the Congress, the Senate, they control, um, they control the, the presidency. They control they control the administrative state. They control education. They control the mainstream media that talking about the news media. They control entertainment. They control music. These are all the levers of culture and power in the United States that they control. Yet somehow they brainwashed by gaslighting, via gaslighting, everyone into thinking these are the resistance players, right? And if, if it wasn't for them who control all the levers of power, we would be uh, under the rule of a, of a person who's never been in government a day in his life, and yeah. who. But meanwhile, we have a guy who's been in government for what forty eight years, right? And who's now at the at the wheel of the presidency, who is supposed to be some sort of um, great moderator who's going to bring everyone together in the nation. Right, he's but, a moderate, guys. Yeah, he's a real moderate. Uh, but the point is. We're sitting here on the precipice of total disaster for the country and it gets worse and everyone at the, the worse it gets. You know, I have a lot of uh, uh, far left folks in my life uh, via work and um, some in my family. And it was all discussions pointing fingers at me at every dinner table, always 
about my choice in the previous two elections, right? And it was always these hard discussions. How could you do that? And one one guy who's a hardcore communist says to me, you know, how could you do that, man? You're an intelligent guy. I wouldn't think you would vote for him, you know, and uh, for Trump. And and I said, dude, I, I'm, I'm interested in results and the results I've got were warranted, you know, warranted the, the vote for the second time, right? Uh, you know, how could you, and, and, and I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, get it, man, get it. Because I, you know, at this stage of the game, I'm happy when the gas prices are low and the economy is rolling and we don't have a, a potential invasion on, on our Southern border. You know, I, I'm, and we don't I'm have, and we don't have world war three. We don't have wars in the middle East. We don't have conflicts in the middle East. Like Trump did so many things. Yes. Right? This is the thing, right? You have the, um, what's that, that pipeline that, that wasn't, they were working on in Turkey before Trump basically because uh, the something something pipeline i can't uh, remember the Nord Stream. no not Nord Stream. well we had the keystone xl pipeline here that we no, no, so this on. is a pipeline that they wanted to do um not to qatar turkey um back when when, when um it, it was some pipeline that had to go through syria that um kind of just perfectly worked in time wise with um the the all the the chaos that happened in Syria back you know like ten years ago now almost the Arab Spring, um, all that worked just in time for them to expand right because I don't think the everyone's always like the Middle East all oh, the Middle East is about oil I don't think it's about oil it's about destabilizing the region so they can control it right right because a destabilized region is a great profit um, you know we can well, for the for the vultures Bill, who come in right exactly the, the Halliburtons the Halliburtons of the world and the yes. gas companies and, and as the mineral soon as companies. Trump says, yeah, we're not doing that anymore, right? Of course they have to get rid of him. He's he's making them lose billions, trillions of dollars that they could be making off of government contracts, off of countries paying them to um, be essentially rebuilding countries, tearing down countries, um, building pipelines, all this stuff. And so Trump becomes this giant mega enemy because he is going for what's best for the American people, not what's best for the deep state or the, the pedo state or whatever you want to call it, the interdimensional pedophile vampires <laughs> from Mars. Right. Right. Whatever now, you want to call it, Trump is going against their best interests and going for the best interests of the American people. Right. And I think it's very clear to see the mega establishment man, Joe Biden, who may in fact be a pedophile. Um, pedo Peter, you mean? Yes. Um, according to, uh, according to his son's um, yes. ex. According to Joe Biden's son, he Pedro is Peter. a fact the pedophile. Pedo Peter. Yeah. I mean, you know, but bringing it back to the future of the American citizen, right? I'm going to put it, put it in the simplest of terms. Here's the scam. We've identified it. Okay. Not only in this podcast, but um, we've identified this scam globally. Okay. So this is how it goes. Um, I will give you in a porculous bill, uh, Pakistan, uh, $18 million for gender studies. Cause you know how important gender is to the uh, Pakistani people, right? Yes. Wink, wink. Now I am, uh, representative so-and-so who fought for this bill. Now you will give me a speaking fee of $250,000 at the Pakistani, uh, um, uh, consulate here in the United Nations, where I will talk to a small group at a, at a beautiful luncheon. And that is how, quite simply, the U.S. taxpayer dollar is laundered. I mean, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, all of these folks have made millions on their speaking fees alone, never mind their book deals, right? And that's book deals, I get it. That's 
statewide propaganda, uh, you know, along with Netflix uh, specials, Netflix specials. That's all just money making. Right, right, right. And, and that's all just money making ventures in um, um, in this in this space, right? Of course, we get it. But this is the. I mean, look at Ukraine. We keep sending them money nonstop. Ukraine was a dumping ground for the deep state to launder cash to do this to Charisma. launder. Right, Burisma, uh, you know, all the stuff that actually um, in the cleanest phone call apparently ever made by a president, Trump was saying, uh, you know, when he was saying to Zelensky, hey, we got to get rid of that. Unfortunately, he was talking to one of the um, one of the conspirators. Isn't Zelensky uh, an actor or something? He was a comedic actor on a a show where there was like a movie or something literally about like the invasion of Ukraine or something. Hmm. That I don't know, but what I do know is he was a comedic actor turned president, right? So he's like their Ronald Reagan. And I mean, listen, if it's such a dangerous war zone, it's so dangerous, in fact, that Sean Penn and Ben Stiller and you too did a did a concert in the uh, in the uh, subway. And also Nancy Pelosi went over there to, you know, to make sure that her investments were kept up just like the ones in China. And I know this is all speculation, guys. I know we like to be a little bit fact based here, but at this stage in the game, I'm going to speak my mind. And this is the this is a classic. It's just a classic um, shill. You know, it's it's a, it's a shell game. It's 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 a laundering operation is really what it is. Now we're giving. You know, I just read an article somewhere uh, on like some IG uh, military page that I follow that guys are being asked to turn in their, their Carl G's, their Carl Gustavs to send to Ukraine. Meanwhile, this is like such a force multiplier. It's such a such an important uh, squad based weapon system that they're still using. And this is what we're doing. We're weakening our own uh, military. Uh, We're sending them billions and billions and billions of taxpayer dollars nonstop. Uh, We have shills uh, and rhinos like Dan Crenshaw saying how important it is to, uh, to, to go in there and, and, and help the Ukrainian people. And granted, Ukraine is, is being fucked up by Russia. But you know what? Not everything in the world needs to be our business. Yeah, you I know think, I- and this is the thing, right? When it comes to these proxy wars, I think they're far more dangerous than us actually getting involved. Right. Um, if we look at, let's say, Vietnam. So in Vietnam, everyone says we lost Vietnam. In reality, we had Vietnam. We had, we had signed a treaty with the North Vietnamese. Everything was good. It was essentially going to be another Korea. And then after Watergate, due to the fact Republicans basically lost everything, Democrats came in and said, we're, we're, we're backing out. We're going to stop supporting these people. Um, and then, of course, you had the uh, the boat people and all these other things, the concentrate, the re-education camps. Um, and then we lost Vietnam, right? Then we had Afghanistan, right? But, right. you know, 30, 40, 50 years, 50 years ago now? I don't know. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> you know. So essentially, history repeats itself. Um, you have Afghanistan, obviously, which was an atrocity because you have American citizens still in Afghanistan that Joe Biden's completely forgotten about. I mean, he probably forgot what he had for breakfast, but <laughs> or what he's supposed to say, even the tel- though the teleprompter is right there. But it is, it is, I think, scary as as an American, you know, as someone who's who's still living in this country, right? Because the other thing is, there's nowhere else to go. Right, we're not living in Cuba, and it's like, all right, I guess we got to flee to America. Finally, they raided. You know, we're living in some South American country, and today the news comes out. 
horrible, pre- horrible president that pushes communist agenda, raids the house of the former president to find anything possible to arrest him on. Right. That is uh, that would be the reason you leave to the United States. Exactly. Because we, we, you know, for the people who don't understand how it works, we don't arrest people. We arrest uh, we we go after the crime. You know what I mean? We don't go after the person. Uh, So if he committed a crime, which clearly at this stage he didn't. One thing we forgot to mention, by the way, uh, while we still have a little bit of time, is that they no nobody wants to represent Trump in this as of today. Yep. Um, and today is the 24th because they're saying that their legal, their legal firms, um, uh, would never, they would never be able to work again, essentially if they represented Trump, which is true, true third world dictatorship. I mean, down to the nitty gritty man of, of third world. Yeah, Republic. becomes so corrupt, so infiltrated that people are in fear to represent at this point, what seems like an innocent man. And and this is the thing. This is the other problem they've created. Let's say Trump did something evil, terrible, awful, whatever. Something he should go to jail for. They have spent, what, six years now just trying to arrest him for something, to get him for something. Anything. And every single time it's come out as fake, a fraud, um, something that, you know, it started literally from opposition research from Hillary Clinton paying some guy to basically pull stuff out of his ass. Yeah. Who's going to believe it? If, if tomorrow they come out, we have concrete evidence that Donald Trump did X, Y, Z. He is a criminal. It's who's going to believe it. I'm not going to believe it. Cause like you could show me anything you want at this point. You just spent six years lying about the dude. So you could try and get rid of him. Like that's what we've created is now, you know, and there's people and, and we, we've talked about this privately, but I think it's important to discuss, you know, the memes come out as soon as there's any sort of horrible event, a mass shooting, whatever people say, Oh, it was an FBI plant. Right. Yeah. yeah. And no matter what, what the reasoning, it's horrible. And it is something we need to solve in this country. But the fact that a lot of people are going to that almost knee jerk, a, a knee jerk reaction to that. And the fact that it's not even a meme, it's, it's almost believed that like, you know, what, maybe the FBI did, did give this guy that Daniel defense rifle. Right. I mean, that's scary. It's very, that's, that's it's very scary. scary. Not, not that the FBI would do that, but the fact that we are so numb to all of this, that we are basically at the point where we believe it could happen, right? Like, it's, I don't put anything past our government. I don't put it past our government at all. Me, that the fact that we have that thought process, and we shouldn't obviously carte blanche believe everything the government says. But you'd hope that you could hope you could believe that your government, that your your law enforcement, isn't going to just essentially make up mass incidents like this, right? Isn't going to do things like this. But the fact that it's actually a thought in our brains that this could possibly be happening, that it could be a false flag operation, that it could be something funded by, um, you know, Epstein's secret interventional vampire pedophiles, whatever. <laughs> That's right. scary. That's scarier. The thought, the fact that it's so easy for us to go to that conclusion these days, that's, I think, the scariest thing. The fact that more and more we're becoming more conspiratorial, but the problem is the conspiracies are turning out to be true. So it's this weird like paradox where we don't want to believe this. We're like, no, we want, we want to think it's, you know, maybe some incompetence, maybe, maybe the FBI was being incompetent. Maybe the FBI was really trying to do the right thing, but, but you can't even, but of course, how do you, how do you reach that conclusion? You can't reach that conclusion. Because, anymore. because half the country believes it's true. Half the country believes that's impossible. And then, well, 
let's just say a third of the country believes it's true. A third of the country believes it's impossible. And the other third doesn't even know what time to be- what, what believe. Right. They just don't even know what time of day it is. So we're at a place where people are clearly uneducated. I mean, they don't understand civics. I mean, you're talking about modern adults. Um, yeah, you have these these TikTok and YouTube compilations where someone goes into like Times Square and no one knows, like literally no one knows what's three times three times three. Um, right, right. And, but it goes deeper than that. So today I was listening to uh, Bongino and he was quoting, I, and I, I, I will find out who this was in the government and I will bring this to another uh, episode of the show if we do one. And I think we will. But the 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 there was a woman who was somehow involved in economics and was just saying, you know, none of this should be worrisome to the American people about uh, student loan forgiveness because the government pays for these student loan forgiveness. Uh, you know, it's nothing nothing for the people to worry about. I mean, that's and and people are dumb enough not to realize that the government gets its money from who? Us, the people, right? People don't understand that that's where the government the government doesn't generate any kind of funds. The government just gets its funds from us and then spends also on the credit card that we are the guarantors of, right? Meaning the Fed prints money and here we are. So we're at a we're at an incredibly dangerous place. Um, I do think we can pull it back. It's going to take generational change. I'm starting with my kids. I'm starting locally. Um, I did want to show uh, the audience something here um for a resource um there's a woman named chrissy chrissy ann hall chris ann hall uh k-r-s-a-n-n-e hall h-a-l-l.com as it's on my screen here um and she has something called liberty first university right and this is a this woman is one of my heroes man she is a constitutional lawyer uh she has her own show called the chris ann hall daily journal uh this this woman right here has something called Liberty First University. If you want to talk about American history, if you want to talk about any of the amendments, if you want to talk about the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, this is the one of the most incredible liberty-loving sources and a fighter. This woman is a fighter locally, and she always says it. You got to get down to your local level. You got to take it to the educational system in your area, even the con- comptroller, uh, the sheriff. The sh- local sheriffs will be you want my prediction, dude? This is what my prediction for the American citizen will be. Take a place uh, like Texas or Florida or, you know, a free state, what I like to call a free state, right? Mm -hmm. There will be a time, I think, in the near future where the free states, let's just say you have a governor like DeSantis. Um, Someone has a governor like DeSantis, right? And that guy is like, no, 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 no. You're not. The FBI is invalid here. You're not going to be raiding. First of all, the FBI shouldn't even exist. OK, we should not have a national uh, a federal federal federalized police force. OK, that's that's another show and another topic. Abolishment of the FBI, the ATF um, and other organizations. But he's going to say he's going to start arresting FBI agents if they continue down this shameful path that they're on right now. And then what's going to happen? Will there be standoffs between the federal government and so-called red states or free states and things like this? Right. You know, that's what we're looking at because I don't think, I think the first states to really get it are going to be red states. And then you're really going to be looking at a time where, well, why wouldn't they secede or join in some sort of a, a, a a confederacy, you know, And it's, and it's scary. Like the whole civil war thing, right? Anyone who, whether you've, whether you've fought in wars, whatever, um, you know, 
like this, you have the the sanctuary cities now for either for for gun laws, which I think is totally justified. But or then you have the ones for uh, the, the entire country is a a, a um, sanctuary country for guns. I mean, if the Second Amendment is very clear, uh, and and Chrissy Ann Hall actually breaks that down, uh, and she said a whole episode just on the Second Amendment. But I would, I would love to, you know. But I think ahead. you know one thing um, to think about is is this that this divide's getting greater and greater. And I think if you talk to the people, um, people who have actually fought in wars, who have experienced these these civil conflict conflicts, no one wants this in this. But you see these people, especially on the left. And it's it's almost comical. They're like, "Oh, civil war! We're gonna we're gonna crush these Republicans." I'm like, "You weigh 300 pounds. You need a wheelchair to move." You get, as as you evidenced get, by the IRS trainees. Yes, yes. You get you get triggered and in fear for your life when someone says something you disagree with. What fantasy world do you live in, right? But, and I but, think, but you know, you don't understand. They don't intend on doing anything it's the state that they are used to executing this sort of level of power over its people or in obama's case literally executing people right. um with drone strikes exactly and then joking about it because he has a drone strike for anyone who looks at his daughter the wrong way ha ha ha, ha. press court but remember only scandal was the base shoot right but the point the point being here right that People are starting to see through the nonsense and people are starting, right? You know, when your mom is on Facebook and posts some shit about the bug, let's just say, and it gets taken down. She's like, why did I get put in Facebook jail? Because mom, this is what's going on right now. And then she's like, what the fuck? And your mom is becoming the real kind of woke, let's just say, or awoke, awoken or awaken. Then you really fucking had have, have poked the bear you know, culturally, that's why you have the, the, you have boat parades for Trump and you have five reporters coming out for, for a, you know, when, when, when uh, Biden's calling a lid yep. two years ago, it's disgraceful. On and then, trail. right. And they're trying to sell you that it was the most, you know, the most secure, fair election in the that's history the most, of election. the most bestest election ever, the mostest bestest electionists is fairness fairness well, so really quick while we have like 20 minutes left i do want to talk about pull my screen um the story with um marjorie taylor green whether you yeah. like her or not this is I, I think you could classify this as an attempted assassination because there is especially me from the gaming world i have seen people die from swatting things right where people have literally died on their stream from swatting um because the cops shoot them because they're they're given a call to hey this person has a gun or this person has a bomb or this person's has hostages or whatever so the cops go in guns blazing because they're trying to save lives right and then it turns out it was just some you know kid playing video call of duty and someone was mad that they you know got teabagged or whatever and this is what <laughs> happens and I I think this this could be classified as attempted murder um you know I don't know when we'll end up uploading this but at the time of our recording this happened just a few hours ago. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see this morning, at actually. All. So Marjorie, uh, can you zoom in? And Marjorie Taylor Green was the victim of swatting at Rome residence. Police confirmed. So she has a Rome residence, or was she just visiting? Or, well, I, I think it's Rome, like whatever state is. I don't think Rome is in like. Oh, Italy. oh okay. Uh, Georgia. Rome, <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell is that? Okay, yeah, Rome. Rome okay, Rome now, Rome. now, are you not, not Italy. So right. yeah, someone essentially it was like some trans activist called the police because they don't like what she was doing. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, because of 
Green's view on transgender youth rights. Right, last night I was swatted just after one a.m. by local law enforcement. So no, apparently, nothing bad came of it. But, well, they probably also know her and where she lives. But yes. what if this is the average person that you're pointing that yes. what pointing if, what that if knife was, at? What if this was us? What if this was you know your average commentator who only has maybe a hundred thousand subscribers? Like Tim Pool's been swatted like twenty five times this on year on the air live, dude. Yeah, it's insane. And like the first time it was full of guns drawn. Now they just come in and like say hi because it's like the twenty fifth time, so they know it's bullshit. Right. But right now, if I pull up CNN, right, the most trusted name in news, right. So this <laughs> this is being updated as of today this came out this morning right right so if sure. i look for breaking news in the united states you'd think someone essentially trying to kill a sitting U u.s house member right a representative uh that should be in u.s news or at least raiding her home i mean that would be hot news especially since she's wildly hated by the left yeah i don't see anything here on the uh, u.s news for cnn it's not there right i'm sure it's probably not on CSM CSMS NBC, whatever um, ABC, none of these, right? It's not They're not going to so, show it because that does not help their case that some trans activist went after, um, you know, this lady that they don't like, right? Because right. just like the, the congressional baseball shooting, right? No one remembers that, right? Where um, a Bernie Sanders supporter went and shot up the Republicans. Where yeah. Steve Scalise almost died. Right, 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 right. We're talking about attempted assassinations and stuff. That That's pretty high up on the bar, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and so that that's the thing is these stories get buried right away because it doesn't fit the narrative. And of course, that's always said, but you have to you have to realize this is not a this is not outside the norm anymore. This is the norm for these things to happen and to get sweeped under the rug, right? And if it doesn't fit the narrative, right? You have a mass shooting, but it, the persons the persons of a certain minority or a certain belief system swept under the rug doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't support what we're trying to push. And I think for the future of us as American citizens, it is a scarier time than ever because yes, we have the internet, but the internet is also very much controlled by the, the big tech overlords and they will censor things. They are not afraid to ban people. They are not afraid to co co corroborate. Um, they're not afraid to collude with our government and with certain government officials and certain sides of the political aisle to help ban certain speech. Right. Because at right. this point, I think it is violating freedom of speech. I think you could articulate it when they are working with the government, banning, saying we are going off the government's guidelines on who to ban. I think right. I think the case is to be made. And one last thing um, I wanted to talk about um, with the Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Um, I, th I think we should cover that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because because it's 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 a straight out lie. That's why. Now, you know, and now actually news organizations are referring it to the climate bill. Yes, it's now the climate bill. They they have they've already had to change the name that quickly, right? Um, now it's now it's if you look here, Inflation Reduction Act could curb climate damages up to 1.9 trillion. White House says, right? First of all, where do you even get these numbers? Because they're they're wrong every year, right? We're supposed to have been underwater like 20 years ago, so yet we're still here. Um, all these people have you know houses in Martha's Vineyard. You can pull up the article I've got on my screen, right? Um, right. All these people have houses in Martha's Vineyard. Um, so they, they clearly don't care because all supposedly they're going to be underwater in like 2030. Um, cause it says, you know, ah, the inflation reduction act could cut the social costs of climate change. What does that even mean? The social costs of climate change by 1.9 trillion by 2050, 1.9 trillion by 2050 is not a lot of money compared to our current projected path, 
where we're doing a lot worse things. Um, And something that's been talked about, we've talked about this, is the idea of uh, some sort of bill or law or amendment saying that future proposed bills and laws have to be truthful, right? That lying to the American people as a representative could be a crime. And I think... And that, that's a, ske- a sketchy. Who votes that bill in? Right. Who, who votes that bill who in? Who votes what, that bill in? Who go on? Who, who gauges? First of all, even if we get it approved, right? Let's say we get a, a convention of states and that's put on it. Who judges that? Right. That's the issue. Is we're in a place where everyone lies so freely and candidly and doesn't care, and at the same time, there's no judge of the truth. The government judges their own version of the truth. The media has their own version of the truth. And then there's your average person who sees what they see in front of them and say, well, clearly this is the truth. And it's like, who knows, right? Is Trump a criminal? Is Trump simply being targeted? Is, you know, you had all the lies coming out of Ukraine for so many months. You had obviously the inflation, the anti-inflation act, the inflation reduction act. The inflation production act. Yes, literally that. And it's like, Part of me is like, I don't want to, you know, encroach on freedoms, but I feel like these people maybe should be in jail for naming an act this heinous, something that's going to destroy our economy more, if that's even imaginable, <laughs> when we're already at record inflation, record unemployment, record all these things. Right. And they're going to make it worse, and these people are never going to pay for it, right? They're never going to see the consequences of their action, even if they're not in office, even if they get unelected, Right. 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 They really care. They've made their billions. They've made their millions. They have their political power. And it's and the the future American citizen is going to be the one to pay for it. Yeah. Um, Now, before we close, I want to talk about something funny I was seeing um, because I think this would be kind of funny and the end on a light kind of comical note. Should I put it on the uh, is it on your screen? No, no, it's not. Not a I I might be able to find an article about it. But go ahead. Uh, Um. So someone's talking, you know, if there if there is a really a red wave, right, this this November, if mm. the House and the Senate has taken over, um, mm. in the House, I think the House, yes, the, Senate, the Speaker no, of the House right. can be anyone, right? It doesn't have to be a member of the House of Representatives. Oh my God, right? Dude, where are you going with this? So people are talking about what if they nominate Trump, and if they have the votes, they can get him to be the Speaker of the House. Holy shit! And then if we have Trump Speaker of the House, and then we impeach both Harris and Biden for <laughs> oh my God. treason and incompetence. Oh my God. We could get President Trump before 2024. Uh, That's right, ladies and okay. gentlemen. Trump 2022 impeaching Harrison. This, this sounds very, okay. This is very QAnon y. And the interdimensional space vampires are going to descend <laughs> from the skies, and Trump's going to make the president of. Tw- uh, By the way, QAnon, what a fucking, what a fucking psyop, huh? Like, whoa, yeah, God. An actual and- FBI plant. Probably well, either that or just you know. I mean, there are it, crazy people. It, it it's inevitable. Yeah, but you know, I actually I'll tell you one one of the ones that I bought into. I was like, you know, man, uh, this Pence thing, he could totally you know change things around or whatever. I was kind of like, you know, that sounds logical. And I started researching it, and you had all these people quoting it, and in the end, I was like, oh shit, that's not happening at all. I feel very used and very dumb, and I should never, <laughs> I should have never believed in any of that one uh, to begin with. So fuck, <laughs> but. But uh, yeah, dude. Here, I don't um, know anymore, man. With everything that's out there. CNN. Wait, okay, you know, let's my, see it. Pull my screen. Oh god, it's the stupid. Okay, try. Um, can you uh, can you zoom it? This, I I hate, I hate ads. Me too. Yeah, but that's how they get paid. Trump, the Trump for Speaker movement just got a new endorsement. Holy All right, shit! I'm not gonna go into detail, but the point is, it could technically happen, right? And I I. 
I don't know about, you know, is it going to happen? I don't know. But I think for, for Trump season, what would we on? Trump season seven, right? 2023? <laughs> that would be hilarious, Holy right? Shit. Imagine the, the liberal tears, the crying, the insanity of people when Donald Trump becomes president before 2024. He, I think, and this is the thing, right? On a positive note, Trump reversed all the Obama garbage so fast in reality. In one term, he reversed so much of it. Yeah. He had an entire deep state going against him, all and people within his in his, his cabinet, own cabinet going against him. Yep, yep. And he because he had to worry about a second term, he could not do certain things. Now he's talking about coming in, firing everybody, which he one hundred percent should do. Fire everybody, fire them all. I don't care if the government shuts down; it never does, anyways. That's always a bunch of BS. They're fire saying fifty thousand up to fifty thousand workers can be fired. Uh, with well, those- I mean, there's eighty thousand new IRS workers, so now it could be like one hundred fifty thousand. Ooh, um, nice! Right, we should fire all like right away. I want to see Trump fire all of those. But I think, and this is not like some QAnon fantasy of mine. It's more more of a comedical idea. But I think it, it, in reality, it could happen. Right, Trump could be made Speaker of the House. Joe Biden. I mean, he might just you know flop one day. Right, he sees Trump Speaker of the House, he might die. Right, right. He's, he might just. Who knows? I mean, it, it's it's he's already a corpse. They might run out of the stuff to pump into him, right? Who knows? They keep Who reanimating knows? him every freaking day, right? Frankenstein can only come back to life so many times, <laughs> and Harris is literally hated so much. The only reason they keep her, and the only reason she's going to stay around, Larry Elder makes a very good point. The black community would never forgive the Democrats if they dumped Harris, right? They would lose a bunch of black support for dumping Harris. That's the only reason she's still there. But if Harris and Trump and Biden get impeached, Trump becomes president, and then by Trump fires everyone, and then he reverses course before 2024 in one year. I bet he could fix almost everything. I, I listen. I, I honestly, this is this is the path that I would lay out. Right, I say Trump, DeSantis for Trump's second term. Right, and you have DeSantis there to kind of be. Um, you know, if he can keep his ego in check, both of those guys, right? And they work together, they can clean house. Then DeSantis now has some um, national stage. Uh, I, and I would feel bad for Florida because they're losing him and hopefully he leaves it in good hands. But uh, the country needs him uh, as much as Florida does, if not more. And so then you would you would see DeSantis be able to play on a national stage um, and then run for what would God willing be an eight year term. So imagine Trump for four and another eight with uh, DeSantis. And now you're talking 12 years. Now it would take 10 years of an economy that's running at 5% growth to reverse about $10 trillion worth of debt. Um, You know, that's, you know, like that's, that's a very loose calculation there. So just take that with a grain, but um, given the current state of where we're at, I mean, this is the kind of thought process that you need to, to look long for, right? A booming economy, uh, 5% growth. You know, um, never once yearly did Obama make over 3.1% uh, over three, 3% growth. Never once. He's done it for his quarters. I think he hit his high at 3.1% at one point. But this is the lie of the Obama administration, right? That we so, never get over 3% again. That we never get over 4% again. And then, and then Trump did it. And Trump did it. So, you know, it, you know, if you want my wishful thinking, that would be my wishful thinking. That's the, that's how we restore uh, the American citizen. Right. Um, and also, how, how guys, 
go towards restoring our rights. And, 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 but restoring your rights comes from exercising them as well, guys. This is on us. This is about going to those local um, board of education meetings. This is about going to school meetings. This, this is really for the parents. In the Meeting room. your sheriff. Meeting your sheriff, saying hello. You know, taking people's temperature on where, where they stand. I've I've been recently calling my local congressperson and I asked him, how could you vote for the Re Inflation Reduction Act? Because it's not reducing inflation. And then it just you hear silence and stammering. And he's a Democrat and I'm a Republican and they look my name up right away because my name comes up with the cell phone. And, you know, I'm not just sitting there beating them up on the phone. I'm trying to have a conversation with these people, but they don't want to hear it. They don't care. They've already done it. And but but it doesn't matter. You have to put pressure on every single person around you. If you don't do this, the, the founders wanted an involved um, citizenry. And if we are not that involved citizenry, we will never have the republic that was meant to be and was once. Okay. So on a positive note, to end the show off, the truth is we do, we are the ones who have the power. There's 350 million of us. And how many of them? You know, and it's not I'm not talking about it in a I'm not I'm not talking about it in a violent way. Not at all. And that's why these divisive tactics ha have been employed against us. So you they know, want violence. They want the violence. They, no they, violence. they love the riots in the streets. Anyway, listen, um, I think we should get to wrapping it up. We we should put, okay, so right now, if you guys are seeing this, probably it's going to be on YouTube, but we should also be posting this to our uh, Spotify, which we will have up shortly, guys. I promise you that. Um, and you'll have... Uh, You'll have the concurrent events podcast both on Spotify so that you can listen. And uh, you know, this is a real pain in the ass dealing with just watching it on YouTube. But uh, we'll yep. deal with that. This is being recorded right now. And then ultimately, we'll try to go for a live stream on a more consistent basis. But let's just get momentum here. Uh, what and do you think about that? We will also um, be working on other topics. If there's a topic that you want covered, if there's an idea, an article, a guest, whatever. Um, while we may be small, we do have some connections. So we might be able to get someone on that you think. And we can always reach out to them. Worst they say is no. Um, so leave that in the comments. Uh, message us. Email us. Send a carrier pigeon. Um, <laughs> but we do. I do have some intentions to bring some interesting people on, especially uh, one of the episodes coming up. We're not sure when, but it's going to be about the future of our children. Um, and I do have a pretty cool, interesting guest coming to speak on that. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. I hope you enjoyed our first episode of the Concurrence Events podcast. I know we went on some rants at some points. But, yeah, if you liked it, uh, give it a like. Subscribe. Uh, turn on the notification bell, follow it on Spotify, share it with at least one friend. You know, the only way we can grow is with that, the organic sharing. So share it and we hope to see you guys coming on soon. And if you guys do have any suggestions for the show, email us over uh, at concurrentevents at gmail.com. Concurrent, C-O-N, current events at gmail.com. Those are events that are happening simultaneously, as you can see. It's a tsunami. It's a constant tsunami coming for us, right? So that's why we named it the Concurrent Events Podcast. <laughs> Not to mention, it had about 80 other names that were already taken. I really like the burn down, but well, you know, so be yeah, it. Yeah, we, but a little behind the scenes, we went through like five days of thinking of, oh, we have this great new name for the podcast. Nope, there's like seven podcasts that are using it. So we found this name. We thought it fits. And at this moment, no one else is using it as far as we could find. So if we stole your name, sorry, it's ours now. So Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us all. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.